we all have mentors, uh, role models, or maybe even heroes, as some would put it, that kind of shape the way we view the world and, and change our worldviews and, and shape us as we're growing into an adult. Um, the real question is, what, what do we do as Christians when our heroes become the villain? Let's go. Hey there, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And this is the Silent Planet Podcast. Uh, today today is a hard one for us. Uh, more so for Sam, um, but I'm, I'm sure at this point, if you're kind of active in the Christian community at all, is keeping up with any of the news, and you've heard um, the shortcomings or you know failings of our late Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not going to be an easy one. Um, for me in particular, uh Ravi is a central figure in um, not my conversion story necessarily because that happened prior to me, but but like a new awakening in the process of just kind of uh, uh, looking to be a better teacher and how to articulate faith and certainly in the area of apologetics, which mm-hmm. I already had an interest in and felt like I was, you know, l- learning pretty well, but then <clears throat> it was almost like somebody just... <laughs> opened up here is the the uh what the the key book or the key um um it was like i uncovered this connected the dots yeah well wealth of information Mm -hmm. through this one particular leader one particular teacher that i was unaware of right and i just began ingesting this stuff and uh committing a lot of it to memory um and and have read i've actually got a list of his books up here and it's probably not even an exhaustive list but there's like more than 40 titles Mm. and i've easily have more than half of these things yeah right um i love the guy i loved his teaching um he was uh headquartered in atlanta and um several occasions when we did the forward conference Mm. down there in atlanta it's not far from where his headquarters are uh, I actually remember uh, talking with uh, Bryce, um, suggesting, hey, why don't we skip this so-and-so conference where such-and-such is speaking and instead go over to RZIM Ministries yeah. and see if Robbie's <laughs> actually in, you know. In the building. He, it, well, he traveled so much, he could easily have been out of country too. But, yeah. you know, just to see his headquarters, to for me, would have made the trip, right? Um, so, yeah, he's one of my heroes, easily one of my heroes so this was uh hard information and um it it came out first in a article in christianity today which i didn't give a whole lot of credibility to in my mind i figured okay he'd already passed away uh been a good what six months he'd been gone and this article in Christianity Today comes out suggesting that he wasn't necessarily, uh, when it came to his treatment of other women, um, the person we thought he was. So and that, actually, and not to cut you off, the title of that um, is Ravi Zacharias. This is the actual article title. Says the uh, Ravi Zacharias hid hundreds of pictures of women, abuse, uh, abuse during massages and um, rape allegations. Was that in Christianity yeah. Today? That's and that's actually that's where, I, where pri- I saw it. Prior to um, prior to them starting the investigation. The, no, this one's February. That, 11th. Yeah, I was going to say this was one's a, more recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. What you just read is more recent. So there was a there was another. That one. That might have been the first one you saw. I was yeah. I was aware that. They were trying to make allegations much earlier, but I didn't give a lot of weight to those allegations. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So the, the first word of this came within six months of him passing away through this Christianity Today article. But again, I'm like, how convenient he's died and now, you know, somebody wants to tarnish his name. Uh, I, I just assumed it was, you know, somebody looking to um, try and, I don't know, blackmail the ministry for money or you know, somehow yeah, tarnish it or whatever. Yeah, why, why, why bring this up now? Uh, so I didn't give it a lot of credibility. Um, and uh, they had even said RZIM shortly after that, his ministry put out that they were going to hire a third party group to do a full investigation of this. Yeah. So I've just kind of 
left it in my mind and you know how as as we're able to categorize things and kind of put them in a um, filing cabinet and then just kind of close the cabinet I just kind of closed the cabinet on that whole thing on that whole like until the findings came out and that's what's happened recently very recently I don't don't think anybody anybody wants the findings to to well I don't think anybody wanted the findings to come out in the first place but like you were saying put it into the filing cabinet some might take that the wrong way no of course not like if it was any anybody's hero, you wouldn't want to know that that was true. You'd want to kind of put that to rest as just a just an allegation without evidence. You right? Know? Yeah. Let, let's keep the innocent innocent, and and you know until proven yeah. guilty. But yeah. in this case, unfortunately, unfortunately, they followed the the the, the third party investigation process, followed some of those accusations found that they were not only credible that they opened up a whole can of worms of other potential victims in the process. They did not uncover every stone to try and then find every victim. What the goal of the um, what the goal of the investigation was was just to see are these particular allegations credible and the answer was yes, yeah. right? But what in the process it uncovered and what they were transparent with was that it's actually bigger than that. There haven't there there are other potential allegations um, that could be out there that are also every bit as valid. Uh, They they didn't seek out to go find somebody who might have an allegation and hadn't come forward with it. You know, is essentially what what it it was worse off than it initially even appeared to be. Yeah. Right. Um, So very bad. Yeah. Well, I think this is a, another Christianity Today article came out, I think, about 18 hours ago from now, which is where we're, it's about 1030 in the morning on the 19th of February. Uh, but basically, Ravi Zacharias's uh, denomination has officially revoked his ordination at yeah. this point. Yeah. The uh, Not surprising, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, well, again, what's the point after, you know, he passed away almost a year ago? At this point, accountability. Yeah, I suppose accountability. I mean, if they didn't do anything, people would there be. There's always backlash when you don't respond the right way. Um, will I call this overkill? No. Will I call it necessary? I don't think it was necessary. Right. But if they if they didn't, obviously there's going to be backlash. Yeah, yeah. And that might be part of the larger question of how you manage this if the person is is still actively in the ministry and engaging in certain activities like. Yeah, you got to shut that down pretty fast. Yeah, right. And and all of that's going to become well, it's public. Like the Carl Lentz situation. Yeah, yeah. It he took him out. He pretty it quick. took him out of his ministry pretty quick. And and this uh, that's one aspect that's different in this is that Carl Lentz is still alive, and the it, so he is having to live out the consequences of right. his behavior, um, which isn't you know when we look at the case for Ravi that this all kind of surfaced after his passing. So um, he's he's not, we cannot put him on trial in that sense and hold him accountable for his actions because um, he's already passed on. So there's a much bigger trial that he has to face um, in the presence of God and God will manage that and God will be just in, in that finding. So uh, in, in one sense, we we don't have to enact justice on this side of eternity. Um, that's going to be handled by another judge. Uh, in Carl Lentz's uh, case, he's still here, right? So yeah. he's still, he has to kind of... Pick up the pieces. Yeah. But the other aspect to that, too, is um, as far as ministerial reach, uh, Carl Lentz no doubt had a, a big... He's Hillsong. That's a big group to be mm-hmm. a part of, and he definitely was a celebrity. But um, I think on on scale that uh, Ravi's ministry was a a ministry to people who will one day be real impactors and leaders in the church, right? And Carl Lentz was a celebrity pastor. He was, yeah. uh, you know, it was. He wasn't necessarily the person who is training people to be pastors. Right. He was just a pastor in and of himself. So the effect on this, at least for me, is felt deeper. Mm-hmm. Because um, someone 
in Carl Lentz's church is be very uh, traumatized by everything that has happened there and have some of the same questions that I have now um, dealing with Ravi in so much as this person was uh, a leader when I looked to <clears throat> his writings, his devotional stuff. Um, d- does that somehow disqualify all that material that they produced? Right, right. right. And, and I, a- I have that question too. We're going to look into that um, mm-hmm. Um, some, but uh, the 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 larger issue here, I think, is that Ravi was producing materials that other people who would become pastors and apologists and heavy thinkers would be referring to. And yeah. I don't know that Carl Lentz was doing that. His ministry was a little bit more pastoral in the sense of you know person to person, whereas I think Ravi's ministry was like more for the pastors. Yeah, yeah, more global in scale. <laughs> Um, it's kind of, there, there are a lot of issues that kind of come up because of this, like that you would, you would bring up. So in our last, uh, I think the, well, the order of these episodes sometimes gets away, but we talked about in our, uh, this, yeah, this will be the last week's episode is the, um, answering atheist questions, part three, which, which was, um, a very popular question among atheists is, you know, why should I listen to Christianity when it's full of such villains and uh, tyranny and killing? And, and, you know, at the time we recorded that, and the answer is yeah. like, well, it doesn't happen the way it used to, kind of. That's, I don't know, my well, thought. We were, we were able to answer it from uh, uh, a good philosophical yeah. position, and then it landed, yeah, it landed in my backyard. Right. Now, now we're actually looking at it. This is one of the points that I would argue, and not necessarily like don't take this wrong i'm not condoning any of the actions that's that's completely beside the point i'm about to make um that doesn't whatever in light of what he's done and and the allegations that have come out that doesn't necessarily mean he's not in heaven right now right okay like that and that might be a hard pill to swallow i mean there there are um murderers and pedophiles and all kinds of stuff out there that you know probably probably have end up in heaven at, at some point or other i'm not saying all of them but you, you don't know a person's heart. You don't know where they've ended up. There's no way for yeah, us to know. It, now, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sympathize with the situation and make him look like a, a hero. Still, that's that's not the point. But um, when we're when we're looking at this question of how do I follow Christianity because um, you know there's so many villains. Well, there there's your answer right there. The fact that he might still be in heaven tells you there's a God gracious enough in this world that created this world. Um, that despite all of our shortcomings and our failures would still accept us into heaven no matter what. Now, I'm not saying he is or isn't. Once right. again, we have to separate. I've got to separate <clears throat> that because I'm not trying to sympathize with his actions. Right. I'm just saying that shouldn't be, like his failure should not be the reason you don't come to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know ultimately what, again, we don't know his heart. We know this is this is really bad when um, in, in the particular uh, um position that he held yeah um if you have that sense of i i I wanted to see him as our our um, modern version of jonathan edwards Mm -hmm. right someone who kind of created the great awakening and who knows if jonathan edwards had existed today with smartphones and technology and having your life much more exposed Maybe we'd find Jonathan Edwards wasn't as great as he was, but so far history has not proven that. Mm. Jonathan Edwards kind of continues to still be this like pastoral preaching, um, amazing figure in a critical time in American history. And um, his his sermons and teachings are still ones that you don't necessarily hear uh, from the pulpit. But hopefully the guy who's standing in the pulpit has read some of his stuff, has studied some of his stuff, Yeah. right? Um, I was hoping Ravi would be seen, that history would show that he, he was a Jonathan Edwards for our generation. And it looks like that's not going to be the case here. Yeah. We've got the Bill Cosby story again, yeah. right? And similar, yeah, at least. Yeah, similar in the sense of here we have someone who did so much and then we're seeing it through the lens of what's exposed. And then again, Bill Cosby's had to live out the consequences that's, of his yeah, behavior. That's true. So what do we do in response when the person's already gone and 
trying to hold him accountable. You can't hold him accountable to yeah. what happened. Um, and that sucks. Uh, it would have been very different if he had to answer for this, you know, um, and, and well, he'd also have to defend himself in that regard. Um, but that's not where we are. Yeah. That's not where we are. What, where we are now is God is the one who will be the judge in these matters. And, and what do we do now when we're looking back on the prolific writings and ministries and speaking engagements um, that this particular person had? I will admit, after I finally sat down, they well, the day they released it, I read the findings of the um, investigation. The next day, I got on and I listened to one of the podcasts of Ravi, who was answering uh, forum questions in a university setting, right? Um, which is a little different than listening to him when he's prepared a speech, mm. right? When he's prepared a speech, he gets up there, he speaks. It's brilliant. It's like, um, well, it's just it's just plain brilliant, right? But he's had time to prepare that. In this instance, he's hit with a question he doesn't have time to prepare for. So I think he's even more brilliant in how well he answers these questions from people who are wrestling with these issues. And I'm just, oh, I'm so so caught between two things at once, mm -hmm. kind of being angry um, and at the same time being grateful that I still have record to listen to of this person who I've um, considered a, a role model and teacher. Well, he's still a teacher. Yeah. He just ain't a role model anymore. That's hard. It's a hard place to be in. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's betrayal is what it is. I mean, you, you feel betrayed and I'm sure a lot of people feel betrayed. It's probably his family more so and, and ministry more so than, than anybody. But, um, once again, despite his actions, then, doesn't necessarily make what he said or taught invalid. Yeah. And well, that's, and that's that's the trick there because they want to pull all his publishers want to pull his books, or, or probably already have. I, I think actually several of them already Se have. several of them already have, and um, um, of course they've they've pulled his ordination, right? Uh, any of his uh, uh, accolades as far as um, intellectual accolades, doctoral stuff he had done well i believe his doctorate stuff because um uh, i've listened to in in listening to several people who've responded to this issue um al Mohler was one of them that i listened to and i thought he had a, a pretty balanced uh perspective on all of this but um he he cited even at one point um having a kind of a check i guess when he met ravi in person and it wasn't a check in his moral failings. He said it was a speaking engagement that they were both at. And after the particular engagement, they um, several of the speakers went out and had dinner together, right? And uh, so he had the opportunity to, to ask uh, Ravi something he was just curious about. And it was in, in regards to where he did his doctoral work because Ravi's talked about having worked at Oxford and, you know, several of these high institutions mm. of learning and studied under some very, very big names. So Dr. Muller just asked him um, out of curiosity, well, where, where among all those institutions did he do his doctoral work officially? And he kind of dodged the question. Mm. because it turns out his doctoral was more honorific. And uh, that's not okay. Because he, he was referred to as Dr. Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. But he didn't really have the, you know, paperwork to go with it. So that was one of the things that, you know, gave Dr. Mueller kind of a check. But he never made that information public. Yeah. Because... This guy, whether or not at the, at the time, whether, what's the point? Yeah, whether yeah. or not he has his his uh, official doctorate from such and such an institution, he's doing some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. So why shut him down right. on that that one point, right? And now we have um, another matter that uh, when it comes to his his teachings, 
He is representing the church. He is um, a moral teacher. So we can't ignore moral behavior, right? That that does kind of uh, it, it it falls into that realm of exactly what we were talking about on the last podcast when we don't wear Jesus coat very well. Mm. We we represent Christ in what we say and what we do. Well, he represented him pretty, Christ very well, I still would say, in what he said. But when your actions don't match mm-hmm. what you say, you believe, that's a problem. That, that, that your greatest witness in the world ought not come from how well you articulate anything, but in a, a clear and concise view of your life from the people who know you the best. Yeah. Right? From your closest. And um, it it's looking now like that more and more and more and more that um, his his uh, intellectual life was not the same as his private life, right? And I don't want to get into too many details onto what it is, but I guess it, it needs to go with saying that as far as the investigation goes, he had ownership in um, two, um, at different points, two separate massage therapy uh, locations. Yeah. That he was a part owner in that. He was a silent partner, but owner in these massage parlors um, at two separate occasions. That he had a a massage person, um, therapist, that traveled with him in some instances. And abroad, he had some, um, and he actually used ministry funds to do this, paid for the apartment housing of both himself and uh, allegedly one of these massage therapists that he had on hand mm. and that his behavior during the massage therapy was um, unbecoming yeah. someone of his office, right? Yeah. There are even allegations that it was uh, a, a lot worse. People are throwing around the word rape. How mm-hmm. often that happened, I don't know. But there was definitely uh, inappropriate behavior, and um, there was definitely uh, spiritual abuse. And that's the part of like the allegations that kind of hurt me the worst. Yeah, is the idea that this, you know, he would he would behave this way with this particular person and then pray with them at the same time. Right. Apparently, like, apparently don't do that. Apparently, oh, the, the prayers consisted of something like, uh, "We're going to, you know, thank God for the opportunity for both of us." Yeah. We just had. It's like this has been a mutually beneficial. No, that's borderline psychotic, to be yeah. honest. That's that's pretty villainous. Yeah, to be honest, that's you know, the part that hurt me the most. Um, this actually raises a question that. Um, that I, I, you know, in, in response to this, when I, when I first saw it, I was commenting on, you know, our pastors, he put a, he put an article up or I read it and I commented on it. And, and then one of the, you know, Avery, we've had Avery on during the, yeah, he actually that. asked that we do this, which well, he, I saw that and I was like, okay, I have to do this then, but, he, but I really <laughs> don't, don't want to do this. But one, one of the questions he, he posed is, um, why, you know, even though he was being used in, 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 even though he was doing some terrible things, obviously we know good has come out of his ministry. Um, why would God permit him to stay in that position? That, that's that's a question, and that's you know I, I I looked at it and I've actually thought about that for for probably a week now, just on off and on, just trying to figure out how to process that question because you you wonder like why would God permit somebody to to stay in that position if they are abusing their power. Right. Um, but once again, I, and I hate to say it cause it seems like a cop out, but it's, it seems like it lines up with free will, you know? I mean, yeah, it, you could be fully, uh, well-intentioned all the way up until the point where you are a powerful entity and then, um, then abuse your power. That's, you know, we're, we're all, we're all free agents. Supposedly we, we all have this free will where we can go do whatever we want. And so, um, I don't know, that would be my ultimate answer. That's, that's now that's not one that's, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm no scholar, but I, I'd have to leave it up to that in, in my personal opinion. But yeah. I don't know if you had any thoughts on it yourself. I know there's certain, there's certain things you don't do in Christian life. Um, it, it may not be considered like the sin you can't come back from. Again, we don't know ultimately Robbie's fate. Has he done the unpardonable sin? Probably not in this instance, but it's not a good idea to like take communion when you know you're actively engaged yeah. in something you're not supposed to be doing, like it, it, it talks about in scripture that you you're uh, you're witnessing against yourself at that point mm. in in taking um, the Lord's Supper, 
when you're engaged in active sin, um, when he's, you know, essentially entering the throne room in the form of prayer after what's just occurred, um, it's, that's going to come with some consequence. It's, it, when you have the office of a teacher, mm-hmm. it, there's expectations on you, and it comes with a pretty high price when you fail to the degree that we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so that, that is one, one side to it. Uh, yeah, again, not necessarily that God permits this. Um, there are some responsibility that falls and I think that's what um, it might be a little bit of an overcourse correction but I think that's what some of his ministry is trying to now make right is that um, it was kind of their job to hold him accountable in some instances yeah and he actively talked about this publicly that he had these certain uh, things set in place such as the Billy Graham rule right where you wouldn't be alone with somebody of the opposite sex you would have another person, a third party there who could act as a witness any time you were with someone. And it's apparent that that wasn't actually followed. See, and that's that's the part where, where I, I would I would struggle so hard because if that was in place, like my if, if it was me, if I was in Robbie's position, like because you, you had said he, he'd had back issues and stuff like that before, right. which yeah. is why he needed the, the massages. Um, you know, I, I think that would it, the, the amount of money that they were probably bringing in, it's, it's not unreasonable to say, hey, um, at this point, like I, I have so many back issues, I, I need constant rehab work done on my back. So it, it'd be well within the ministry's budget to allow for a male uh, rehab. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, somebody right. who could actually do that. Like you a need physical a traveling therapist. masseuse. That's fine. There's men that are capable right. of doing that and too. And you, you pay, you pay them a very fair wage yeah. and that's definitely within their ministry capabilities. But like, if I was a part of that ministry in any capacity and had any, like, Hey, this is kind of, we've got this Billy Graham rule in place yet. Here we go with the yeah, traveling. Why, why can't a man be the yeah. traveling masseuse? Yes. He had metal rods in his back yeah. holding him up. He was in a lot of pain a lot of the time, and he he talks about you know having had surgery on his back in the process of trying to recover from that, and it's it's even recorded in several of his books. Um, the just the amount of of pain and trauma that that he went through. I don't doubt that that was one of the only means he could get some some relief. But yeah, you could have had a man be the one and, that, and made and it that a strong point i mean if that's especially if that's such a strong point like where he's openly talking about it right that's obviously like a thing in his life that's happening yeah. you know like and physical his pain. ministry is seeing that right who are it's the people public. that are getting on the plane with him as he travels right right and part of that entourage is this young lady masseuse um uh, well let's replace her with a young man or in just just a man yeah somebody so that it looks better somebody yeah. of the same of the same gender so that you know we're yeah not, and that we're not then we're not fire. then <laughs> we're not yeah risking um risking damaging the billy graham rule in right. that regard um and when you're making it public that you follow the billy graham rule don't make it also so apparent and it's not apparent to people who would go and see or hear him speak yeah. But it would be apparent to his ministry. Well, and it'd be and apparent to the people behind the scenes. Not, not to mention, like I, I've never. So, me personally, I've never had a a massage in my life. Never had one done. Like I've not gone to a a spa and had it done. But and and this is I'm not getting into details. Y'all, calm down. We're not. This isn't going to be X-rated. But if my wife rubs my back, okay, it, to me, sent, hits all all of those necessary triggers for me. That if another woman was doing it there'd be problems. Yeah. Like I, I, I've told, I've told my wife a thousand times in the past cause she's, she's actually asked me, she's like, Oh, you've never had a massage. That's strange. Like there's, I don't know why, but in, in, in adult life as an adult, like the, everybody's had massages before. Um, but I've, I've made it kind of a rule and I've told her like, I'm not, no matter what, I'm not going to get a massage. And, and there's two reasons. So one, if it was a female, like I said, we'd be having problems. I'd be having, um, personal issues like with my own desire, my own heart would be you know, at, at risk or susceptible. So that's off the table, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to get massaged by a dude because 
honestly, it's just too gross for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, that's barking up the wrong tree. That's a personal choice. But anyways, as somebody who, um, who feels that way, right? For me personally, somebody who, who wouldn't want another woman rubbing my back in any capacity, rubbing any part of my body in any capacity, um, I could only imagine that there's other people out there like me too that would probably be involved in his ministry that would, I don't know. It's why, 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 why not speak up? Why not say something when you had the chance? Well, and that, that bothers me a little bit. They, they say there were, there were people that raised that issue yeah. who were then given other assignments. Okay. So then that's, that's where you, yeah. And, and as that, person, that wasn't, that wasn't made public either. Oh, right? if it was me, if I was that person getting reassigned after asking that question, then I would have made it public. Like, hey, there's something wrong. Right. We right. need to start Get the shovel. But We're that, digging. That's part know? of that's part of his ministry. RZIM trying to course correct now is that they're they're making known. Okay, yeah, there were some signs, and then there were some people that said something. And when they said something, they were pretty quickly shut down. There was even a court case with him and some other lady back in 2017, um, where they it was settled out of court, but she made actually through lawyers, a real, uh, and again, it was like that spiritual um, spiritual abuse to where she was one of them that was sending pictures, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they, they had uh, lawyers come into play there. Ultimately, yes, that was settled, but they said they kind of gaslighted her and slandered her in the process, the ministry as a whole did, mm-hmm. um, so that that would just go away. Right, so they felt sweep it under the rug. They felt bad about that. They wanted to, um, um, I guess, somehow give her some dignity and how all of that had gone over. <clears throat> my my one take on this that I think is different than everybody else's, or the one thing I haven't heard people say, is um, that I I come from a family of my my father was a pastoral counselor. Mm. And, and one of the things he impressed upon me, um, and, and I believe all of us, my brother and sister as well, is the importance of confidentiality. Um, because he saw the relationship when he was doing his work with a client as a, uh, an issue of confidentiality. Anything they told him was kept confidential, was kept in secret. Mm-hmm. And that it's very important to have a high view of confidentiality to be somebody you could trust with a secret dad believed in that mm-hmm. and he made me believe in that also right i feel like in the attempts to course correct in this process part of this is coming out of me too movements and ideas that we we just need to make things totally transparent we need to expose everything and that's the only way we can make it right i don't i don't know that i believe that's necessarily the right way mm. to go about it because i believe in confidentiality i think we're sharing way too many details of of what happened and and maybe part of that's because I really, really, really admire the teachings that he offers. I, I embrace his his literature so well, and listen to his podcast, and and simply find myself um, on our podcast about pain and suffering. You know, it, a lot of what I said I know stems back to his own arguments on pain and suffering because I've heard him so many times. Yeah. I didn't necessarily stop at every point and say, well, Ravi says this and Ravi says that because I've listened to the man so much that as I articulate my own thought, it's based in what I've embraced and, and the thoughts that I've brought in. Right. I quote him all the time without even meaning to. And, and I couldn't stop quoting him. So there are people like, do we, do we uh, continue to quote Ravi in our sermons? I can't help it. It's yeah. gonna happen, right? right? Um, do we do we give him credit for it? Well, if you're not gonna plagiarize yourself, you have to. Mm-hmm. If it's in written form, for sure, right? So to some extent, I quote him and don't necessarily intend to, just because my thought aligns with his teachings. Yeah, right. Because I've embraced them so much, I don't uh, don't mean to, in the sense, be plagiarizing him. 
but he has spoken truth and I am speaking truth after him and have embraced the same ideas. They're coming out in my own words. I mean, it's not a direct quote in that I, in that sense, but it's, it was probably his idea <laughs> the, or where I heard it first. Right. Um, so I'm not going to be able to stop that uh, and, and don't intend to because the teaching is still good. This teaching is still true. Um, however, And I do think they needed to make it right. Mm -hmm. And and yes, the ministry probably needs more transparency in things like this Billy Graham rule. Really follow it. Don't just say you have it. Really implement it if that's that's the plan. And don't don't use it as a tool to say, okay, we do this and then not do it so Mm -hmm. that people won't look twice, right? Um, But uh, I, I think in correcting some of these allegations. That didn't necessarily need to become like public knowledge. It could know. could they have approached the women that were injured and 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 say, look, we 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 recognize we're gonna have to say that there were moral failings on here, but we really don't want to put the scope of what was done, one, for the sake of his own family and the embarrassment that will bring. For the embarrassment that will bring on the teachings and the good that he has done in the world, can we settle this matter privately and effectually in a way that you're content? Or do you want us to burn the whole thing down? Right? Are the people that are injured in this, the women that were injured, do they want the whole thing burned down? Do they want Robbie completely exposed? To the I gotta be honest, world. man. I, Maybe they do. I, I don't. But I would. I would say, hey, uh, surely we can go through some kind of mediator in this process and find a way that we can make it right with you. In so much as we're able to make it right, because he's gone now, um, in a way that you'll accept, and not just simply expose all this dirty laundry. I, I would say so. I, I kind of side with you on on the level of detail and, and expo. But I th- I think it is very. I don't know. This is just me, but I, I think it's very important that we all know that there were um, sexual allegations, sexual yeah. abuse allegations. I think that I think to that because because as as you know, as somebody who wasn't the victim, for me, uh, I'm I. It's hard for me to put myself in those shoes, but I could imagine if I was a victim in that situation and everybody's still revering this guy as such, you're such a great man, such the perfect example, if that didn't pop out of the woodworks at some point where everybody knew, okay, um, there were victims, there was actual damage done here. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, it would be very difficult for me to sleep at night knowing that... Um, the proper, I don't know, the proper amount of justice being done. And that's the question. How do we gauge what the proper level right. of justice is? I, I don't know. but How, I, how <laughs> much of this is the, the current state of where we are, culturally speaking, post-Me Too movement and all of that? Because we still hold enamored uh, the teachings and the work of Martin Luther King Jr., right? Yeah. Um, and then we should. But... We also know he, he didn't treat women too well. Yeah, he, he was not faithful <laughs> yeah. to his wife, and there were issues there too, right? Yeah. Does that somehow lessen all the work that he did? Um, no, it doesn't, right? Uh, yeah. we, we can still, there, I guess it's because we're separated by time, um, but, but we can separate the work that the man did from his failings. Yeah. Right? And we can observe the failings for what they were and it not somehow mar the work that he did. <clears throat> At what point do we do we uh, enable the same thing to be true for Ravi? Where we can right. hold up how he articulated the faith, all the work he did as an apologist and Christian thinker and, and um, just... Uh, 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 how history still should, I think, hold him as one of the greatest thinkers, uh, historically speaking. And still have to acknowledge that morally he wasn't Billy Graham. He I, I wasn't think Jonathan Edwards. I think he, there's two things. So going forward, I think there's two things that have to you know have to be understood. So one, first and foremost, I think that um, we have to understand that everybody is human being, and we're all capable of failing miserably. Um, and and I don't say this to once again to not not to sympathize with him or, or to lessen his actions. But um, if you gave every single Christian male who who studied apology, well, I'm, I'll sum it down. Every Christian male who um, studied theology, ate apologetics, and actively pursued ministry, we'll we'll confine it to that. If you gave them all the same means, would we not have a lot more of these situations on our hands? 
maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah I maybe. Mean, I'd, I'd say so. There, there's a certain point where <clears throat> people will look the other way because yeah. you have this reputation that precedes you, and that reputation is that, oh, my gosh, you're, you're Robbie Zacharias, right? And, and people are just going to assume automatically the best of you. Which would be good. I would hope that we could be, you know, assume the best of our Christian leaders first and foremost. Um, but then they overlook. Mm-hmm. When things should be overlooked. At least people behind the scenes overlooked. Right. Right. So not saving not, face for public. Yeah. Which this this then brings me to my second point. And I've been thinking about this since I read the article. And, and in general, like, I mean, we, we had the conversations about, we've talked about Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, uh, more recently Carl Lentz, and now Ravi Zacharias. Um, look, people might disagree with me. You might disagree with me on this, but I, I just, I, I can't get past this idea. I think the idea of the Christian celebrity just needs to die. We are not the head. Ravi is not the head of Christianity. We are the body of Christ. And for us to operate as the body of Christ, it's, it's very difficult when we idolize Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn and Carl Lentz and now Ravi Zacharias. I'm not to say they, they aren't, you know, for whatever reason, any of them in some capacity hasn't done something extraordinary uh, or whatever thought-provoking or, or teaching. But um, I think just having people pushed up into such a, a height or a position of power, such a high position of power in general, um, we're just we're asking for failure. Because the moment one of them fails, regardless of how bad it is or, or what, it's a failure on the Christian community. You know, and, and it's and, and the more public it is, the more damage it does, the more um, the more we're turning off everybody else to Christianity. Yeah. Well, and and that, I'm not saying, <clears> like, <throat> like I said, I'm not saying that the this all represents all of Christianity. Once again, we're all individuals. Yeah. But but when we idolize, which I, I can I can say, you know, Ravi Zacharias by some was idolized. You're saying with Carl Lentz and all these other people I've mentioned um, when we idolize people, they become the representation they become yeah. like what what the outside person views. So any of the atheists, you type in like, okay, what is uh, modern Christianity? Blah, blah blah. I'm sure articles pop up with with Ravi Zacharias, you know, and and seeing this is not helping our situation any. Yeah. So is there a way that, we can we can have teachers in higher positions and and not be celebrities? I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, know the, that, the right. That's answer. where I would challenge the one the one idea right there. Uh, when it comes down to it, you have to ask the question: Was Jesus a celebrity? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was. He was a rock star. But John he the was Baptist, perfect. Yes, John the Baptist was a rock star. And um, once he was arrested, Jesus kind of stepped into that void and got even bigger. Right? Yeah. He exploded. He couldn't walk into a town without you know being mobbed by yeah. people. Right. Uh, post his, his death and resurrection, and as the, the church is building, the apostles become essentially celebrities they are a source of authority in that now the yeah. difference the difference there is that they understood they fully understood the weight that that carrying that position had and did not uh in in turn um allow the the consequences of their behaviors or to have those behaviors that would in consequence destroy their ministry Right, they understood the difference. There's even conflict in that. You, you know, uh, Paul talks about having conflict with Peter, mm. right, and that he even calls him at one point because uh, Peter is uh, at an event after having agreed that both uh, Jewish believers and Gentile believers were all believers, were all on the same page. But then when you went to dinner with him, he only would sit with the Jewish believers, mm -hmm. right? And Peter's like, hey. I'm sorry, Paul. Paul's calling Peter out on on that matter, right? They even had conflicts that mm -hmm. you could see within the church, but it wasn't the kind of conflicts where you're like, okay, you have failed as a a moral leader, yeah. right? It it wasn't to that degree. So, uh, understanding that even as we create celebrities, in that when somebody has a message and it is a good message and it is a message from God, we want that message to spread. Yeah, of course. Right? We want the word of God to spread and we want God to receive the glory. Well, and sometimes the messenger in that process gets wrapped into the message too. Um, Didn't Paul talk about that at some point? I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank as far as where, but didn't he say something, you know, if the... The person provide it's I'm summarizing obviously, but for the person who's giving the message, if they're not the best person, at least the message is being preached. 
Yes. Am I wrong in that? Well, yeah. The, Augustine talks about how, like, maybe I, maybe it wasn't Paul. It, it, yeah, it, because the larger question being, if if you came to Christ based on a teachings of a pastor or someone, even a celebrity, Carl Lentz, whatever, and and maybe you're even baptized by them, and then you find out this is going on, and they've kind of lost their um, official position as a uh, Christian leader, does that somehow negate your conversion? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Right? That's right. clear in Scripture. And Augustine's the one that really kind of uh, articulates that because they were actually fi- fighting that battle in his time, that there were whole groups of people, Christians, coming into the faith that then later those Christian leaders um, were apostates. They they converted to one of these other um and I don't have it brought up with me right now, but there were many, many of the heresies, right? So if the, the, the teacher that brought you into the faith now is following a heresy, um, does that somehow mean you're not part of the faith anymore? Right. Well, Augustine had to articulate that because that was going on in his day and time. Um, but yeah, that, that's, in, that's a scriptural idea also. Right. Uh, if you've got this pastor that you've come to love, and you find out that you know he's been cheating on his wife, and he loses his ministry and all that, does that mean you stop going to church? Hopefully not. No. You, at that you, point, I'd argue you may find a new church home, or you may stay at that church home as they bring in a new pastor to kind of help rebuild. Right. Um, because the goal, the goal should all be the same. Yeah, we, we should all be try, striving our best to be as Christ-like as possible, be as holy as possible, and lead other people to Christ through our actions and love. That should really be the goal. Right. Um, we're, we're trying to mirror Him. We're trying to mirror Christ so that people look at us, they see Christ. The damage is done when they see us, and and because we've made it so. Right. right? You 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 uh, effectively weren't a mirror in that one instance. You became um, instead the spotlights on you and your failings. Well, does that affect the the message that you spoke? Uh, it it has weight to it. It does. I don't, I don't think as it, we represent this morality, we we really do. And, and we said this last week. Shame on us when we don't, as mm-hmm. Christian leaders, live up to the moral expectations that we say we're trying to live up to. We need to do that. We need to do better. And this is a a really obvious instance where you know. Better could have been done. Yeah, Yeah. I really, really, really wanted to believe that his his ministry would would uh, stand any attack and historically become to seen be seen as the Ravi Zacharias ministries and writings and all of that would be seen to the same um, degree that for a time Jonathan Edwards was. And the only reason we don't look to Jonathan Edwards now is because he spoke to people back in the Great Awakening. And so, you know, it's not that those teachings don't still have, have weight, but quite honestly, even when I look at him, I have to read his um, paragraphs several times over because he, Ravi spoke and I could follow him, mm-hmm. but there are people that would, might have trouble following Ravi. That's how I feel when I read Jonathan Edwards, <laughs> that he's that much more intellectual yeah. in the process, um, that, that it was harder to follow. At least Ravi, I could, I could track you know, and, and felt like I was really learning something. Um, so it big, big disappointment in that regard. Um, I'm still going to be quoting him even when I don't mean to just because that thought, I'm still going to be reading his books. I, I hope they don't stop printing his books. Um, yeah, you may have to put something in the forward. Now you may have to put something in the beginning that just kind of recognizes, um, we're sorry to admit that, you know, as it turns out, this what follows is brilliant um, and is true, even if the person who wrote it didn't necessarily live out their life. I got to be honest. I don't see it happening. I yeah, see him just pulling the plug on everything. Pull, oh yeah. God, I hope they don't do I, that. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm serious. I think they will. I mean, we, we don't live in a, um, a very forgiving society anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's I'm I'm not asking. <laughs> Let me draw the correlation there too, or the draw the line there. I'm not I'm not asking everybody to just. You know, this is like I, I keep on speaking, and it seems like I'm sympathizing with him or or trying to just downplay his actions. I'm not. I'm just saying the society we live in is not gonna. Um, 
not gonna not gonna warrant any any type of printing of yeah. his materials. I think that's that's done. Yeah, and I don't I don't think uh, I don't think in regards of believing that more of this should have been done in confidence. Mm-hmm. I, I still believe they should correct it. I yeah. believe that something very wrong has been done, and they've got to correct it. I just don't know that the entire world needs to be able to watch all of this because I believe confidence is important. I believe, for the sake, if nothing else, of his family. Let me read, because I did not want to read the report of the findings. I didn't want to read. But there is one thing I wanted to read, uh, which has come out recently, and it's his son. Mm. His son and and what his son has to say about all this. And I think it's pertinent in that you need to hear the heart of what he's saying. And when we we push, we can overcorrect in this. And when we're trying to pull his books and just simply act like he never existed, I think that's an overcorrection, right? So this is from um, Nathan Zacharias. Different perspective on Ravi Zacharias was offered by his son, Nathan, who worked for RZIM as a video producer and editor. Posting on Instagram, Nathan expressed how RZIM does not speak for me, that's in quotations, and his comments are evidently shaped by torment over his father's death and the public scandal surrounding him. Uh, Eternity has published his comments in full. That's a publication, Eternity. Has published his comments in full and advises readers might need to approach them with caution. They are words of someone still coming to terms with what has happened, possibly angry at RZIM, um, accepting that the accusations are true, right? Uh, Yeah, so they're true, but all the same. Nathan says, The last few weeks have been a brutal twist in an already painful season. I have not given much of a voice in this process, but I am currently trying to find the best platform through which to share some of the things in wake of all of this. In the meantime, I will say this. First, RZIM does not speak for me. They have formed their own opinions, but it does not uh, dictate mine. I do not agree with them for legitimate reasons. I will not, however, debate those differences publicly. Right? Again, I think it's an issue of confidentiality for the sake of his family is important. Second, in either case, innocent or guilty, I think the way this has been discussed by Christian media and leaders is an absolute disgrace. Regardless of some specific individuals who were once my colleagues— how brave, and he puts brave in quotations, you are to aggressively take on a man who can't even defend himself, as well as attack his grieving family, who is far more blindsided and hurt by this situation than you can ever be. And how righteous, again in quotations, you are to think that we must continually pile on our punishment after he has already faced the ultimate judge. God chose to spare dad from all of this by calling him home when he did. But how virtuous, again in quotes, of you to insist that you hand out the relentless punishment and humiliation that God saw no place for in dad's lifetime. Nothing could change how much I love my dad and miss him. I am proud to be his son. And I... You know, I just hear all the pain in that. Yeah. Um, and I feel for his family. And, that, and that's why I wish this wasn't made as public as it is. Yeah. Because how that's quickly fair. how quickly we turn on our, our heroes. Yeah, I'm not denying what happened was bad, was terrible. But do, do I really need to know all those details? Do you really need to know all those details? Do we really need to know all those details? He's dead, he's gone, and he's facing the ultimate judge, right? Is it really any benefit to any of us in the world to know what happened? Um, And and I'm not promoting a big cover-up. I think they need to make it right. But can you make it right with somebody and do so with confidentiality? Confidentiality, a little bit more dignity about it. Do so with dignity, do so privately, right? And make it right. Don't don't you know? Um, don't phone that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, and, and maybe in making it right, that's what they felt they had to do because the people injured wanted it public. I hope that's not the case. I hope they that the people who were injured in this would have been content with it being made right in private, for the sake of his family, for the sake of his ministry, for the sake of his writings, which are still good stuff. 
still brilliant stuff, you know? Um, this just tears me up. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I read that quote, and I feel for his family. His family was heavily involved with all his ministry stuff. He's got daughters that have continued in his wake. And, and um, I really hope that there is some foreseeable future for what he started despite the scandal and the you know despite where we are right now i think they'd have to change their name yeah, probably be, be called something yeah, else rzim of, would yeah. have to be something else but you realize the the he 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 met a need um i've said myself if somebody uh coming out of the christian faith um has has done so they've grown up in the church but their understanding of the faith is still just segmented in that, you know, there's their, their church life, there's their home life, there's how they see the world through the eyes of philosophy, there's how they see the world through the eyes of politics, there's how they see the world through the eyes of history. If all those are kept in separate categories, um, and it's not a, co- a continuous worldview, that through one lens we see all of these things and that they're interconnected. If if coming out of the church you don't understand that, then at some point you will probably come across somebody who will challenge your belief in so much as pointing out to you that you're not even being consistent with how you see the world historically uh, and what you claim to believe the church says. And all of a sudden you're going to have a breakdown in all of that because those two spheres never really crossed over in a holistic understanding of what a worldview is, right? Christianity is a faith, is a religion. It's also a philosophy, right? It's a whole worldview. We have to take all these things. And, and Ravi was a hero in bringing that understanding to bear and, and, and showing the the christian world that you don't have to leave your mind behind in order to embrace the faith in fact the faith demands your full intellect and application of your full intellect you're not doing enough if if we put these kids as adults out into the world and they don't understand their faith any better than they did in sixth grade they don't stand a chance yeah the bill mars the richard dawkins the Christopher Hitch- Hitchens and and all of those, the just the random guy you run into at Walmart, can ask the right question and completely blow your worldview up. If you stopped growing in your faith at sixth grade, you have to do better than that. And Ravi, for me, was a great tool, and and because that was already a conviction for me, I already believed that. I already believe that's why I got so invested in our our youth group there at church. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to start pressing these kids to start thinking about uh, Christianity in and swimming in deeper waters than just this surface level stuff because it's not going to cut it. It demands our full intellect, and mm-hmm. Ravi applied his full intellect, and I think we all should apply it just as well. I will continue to embrace the work he's done in that realm. Um, yeah, it's sad that, you know, he's gone on record talking about using the Billy Graham model when evidently they weren't. Yeah, He's gone on record talking about, you know, um, the relationship with his wife. I believe he even has a book on love um, w- about Isaac and Rebecca and the love story there, right? And I bet theologically it's perf- It's just great. I bet if you look at it from that aspect, but we're looking at it also with the hindsight of knowing what his own personal life was like. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, um, could, could the ministry had been better served for sure. If things had just been hush hush, that's not what we want. No, we, we want there to be some form of justice made, but does the whole world need to know his dirty laundry in the process? I don't think so. And I think that also has come with consequences, consequences to his family, consequences to people who, who loved his work, who still want to be able to listen to him and read his stuff and, and embrace the teaching that was there. Um, uh, what good does it do to drag his name through the mud when he's already gone, when he's faced the, the final judge in that regard? 
I don't I don't know. I that that might be a controversial position for some, but I hope they at least hear some, it's a difficult. I I, I hope yeah. I've 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 not been out outside the bounds of what's reasonable to say. Is it fair to ask the question? Do you really need to know all that? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think I think you're. I think you're not. I don't. I don't think you are overstepping any any lines. That's it's obviously um, for anybody looking at this situation and and listening to this podcast in general. Pro- probably difficult to make that decision or in their mind or make up their mind about you know where they stand as far as that goes that's that's a hard thing i'm still struggling with that myself because on the one hand you know you've got you've got the victims and they are Mm -hmm. they are legitimate victims that doesn't that's not going to ever change but then on the other hand you've got his family too um yeah i don't know it's a it's a difficult thing to to kind of you know there's a balance there and we as christians should be able to walk that line we should be the ones to walk that line right we, we should be the ones so, to be able to do that i, I would like to see the christian world stop overcorrecting in this yeah we have to acknowledge because it's been made public right um but i think it was made a little too public yeah, maybe. in that regard and i think it's fair to to tone that back a little bit and point that out and say hey um, we live in this Me Too movement world, but it's also justified us airing everybody's dirty laundry. It's not always your business to know everybody's dirty laundry, right? Yeah, yeah we, want a, uh, we want transparency. We want accountability. We want these things. These things are all very, very, very good. But <laughs> there, there's a reason why accountability circle is a small group. Not the entire world. I don't make the entire world my accountability partner. Yeah. Right? You choose someone you trust or a few people you trust to be that particular person who can know the dirty laundry. You don't let everybody know the dirty laundry. Right. And there's a reason for that. And well, I think it's we've, not, it's not we've necessary gone too the, far in that regard. If, if the, and, and this is just like, just from an individual point of view, if you are actively working on whatever that problem is that you have, Due to the, I mean, that's the reason you're in the accountability group in the first place. As, as for me personally, I'm in one. So if I'm actively engaged in working on that with my wife, I'm talking to her about everything. I'm saying everything, everything that I'm doing wrong, she knows. And everything I'm doing wrong, this accountability group knows. Two other guys. There isn't a reason why everybody else does need to know. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would completely, as long as, as long as there's an active uh, pursuit of correction, an active pursuit of, of, fixing that situation yeah it's transparency is a good thing but not for everybody it's transparency to the people you can trust to be transparent with transparency to the people who will uh, um, be the ones that can kind of hold you accountable in that regard but not to the entire world for everything we do right because i'm not necessarily accountable to um the what, whole world. Yeah, well, what someone like, I don't know, Bill Maher or Richard Dawkins, I don't want to be accountable to them, yeah. right? You choose who your accountability partner is, somebody you can trust to be fair about all of this. Well, on this, I, th- I think RZIM has kind of dropped the ball. I think Nathan's got a point on this, that it wasn't necessary for the entire world to know all his dirty laundry in that process. So... That's my thoughts on it. That's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. And it is still a struggle. Um, but I thought based on what we discussed and what was released last week, based on what everybody else is talking about this week anyway, um, and ours won't come out till next Friday, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, that it will still be part of the discussion that we go It'll ahead still and be cover this. Uh, I really didn't want to do it, but I did. <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, I know I texted you. I texted you the night I read it. I was like, hey, we're going to have to talk yeah. about this. I got no response. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I kind of figured as I'll, much I wouldn't. I'll be curious as to how well this one's uh, viewed, how yeah. well this one's listened to. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Ho- hopefully, people can get some some good out of this. Like like I said before, I with with any of the outside perspective, any of the atheistic point of view, I I I would really hate for this situation for them to be like, you know what, that's it. I'm done with. I'm. I, it's just re-solidifying why I don't follow any religion. I, I hope that there's more of an open mind. But well, if you've got somebody who's uh, who's using the process of uh, breaking down a worldview or making an apologetical argument in the same vein that Ravi would, right? And maybe even using some of his 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 own words in the process. 
and then somebody else from the the stage if you're doing it in a, a college setting or you know from from wherever from the chair next to you can say oh well that's that guy that you know did all that bad stuff and they 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 use that to try and sink the weight of your what you're actually saying right that's the danger that we've stepped into now you've completely taken what were good solid truths and we're negating them now because we're tying them to a moral failing that any person, any skeptic, non-believer, whatever, can raise, you know, if you, you try and use the same truth, they can say, yeah, but, you know, so-and-so did such-and-such, and therefore, they also said that, so. I mean, and once again, <laughs> didn't not, work for them. not downplaying the situation, but nearly any of us could be capable of similar things. Oh, yeah. Given the yeah, position, yeah. you know, yeah. I've not been a fantastic person 100% of my life, and there are worse things that I could have done, so, um, Yeah. None of us want to live under a microscope. <laughs> That's fair. So That's fair. Well, um, if you all have enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and give us a like on Facebook. Um, once again, as I've said a thousand times, we should have a website up soon. It will be soon. It's a, it's a school project of mine. So anyways, cool. um, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, share it with your friends and family to those uh, of them that would actually enjoy listening to uh, apologetics-based podcasts. Um, we're available on Apple, um, Spotify, and a whole slew of other ones that I just don't feel like mentioning right now. So um, once again, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And this has been the Silent Planet Podcast, and we will see you all next week.